Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Did you get, what'd you get for Christmas? Um, left alone. That's usually what I asked for. <laughs> how exactly? Just in peace and quiet. How exactly does Santa provide that? <laughs> I, I, I've got a great family. I'm lucky. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that answer. Oh my god. Um. So, hypothetical question for you, man, that I would pose to you in the text chain, like. It looks like we're headed on another championship run here. I mean, we knew we were, but now it's locked up. Division's locked up, headed to the playoffs. If you could add a former Seahawk from a former championship run, other than yourself, to this team, who would you add? Um, it's a tough one. What do we need right now is where my mind takes me. Mm-hmm. Um, could go O-line. Could go D line. Yeah. Who are you going with? I mean, I'm gonna. I I went D line just because you know why not? Like anytime you can get more pressure on a quarterback or or whatever, I feel like it's a plus. And you know, defense wins championships. So I want to throw like Michael Bennett on this team. I still think that would be so fun. Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, you know, someone coming off the other side for to compliment Dunlap. So I'll take Michael Bennett. I'll I'll just say Michael Bennett. Why not? That's a good one. Um, I guess early in the year we needed maybe some more corners, so I would pick my boy True. Oh yeah, he he was on the divisional team in twelve, and then he that was his last year. I think he went to Jacksonville next year, mm-hmm. the year that they won it. So mm-hmm. I would want to see my boy True get a ring. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's a good pick. I like that. I like also also he's like from Tacoma or something, isn't he? Or he's from- man, he is. Yeah, he's Seattle, born and raised. Totally. Um, yeah, he's a, a son of Seattle. Yeah, all right. Will. I love that yeah. answer. Uh, yeah, he is. He's from T-Town, though. He's from Tacoma. Let's do the show here, man. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up! Hawks on three. One, two, three, four. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. He takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch! It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catfish! Hey, that's great football now! It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Podcast brought to you by the Believe Sports Network. I'm Brett. He's Lofa. Big time game this last Sunday. The Seahawks and the Rams battling it out for the division. The Seahawks come away with a 20 to 9 victory. That means that your and our Seattle Seahawks are the NFC West champs for another year. That's um, five times in Pete Carroll's tenure here in 11 years. That's pretty darn good. I'll take it. 
Um, so we're feeling good. This show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, our wonderful sponsor for all your betting online and wagering needs. Um, the NBA started back up again. College basketball is rolling along. The NFL is headed into the playoffs. Um, you can place bets on games, or you can do all kinds of awesome prop bets over there at Bet Online. Also, if you don't want to bet on sports, you can jump into their online 24-7 casino. What you do when you go to betonline.ag is you use our promo code, and it gets you a lot of welcome bonuses. That promo code, LOFA, is what? Believe. Spelled B-L-E-A-V. That's right. So head on over to betonline.ag. Use our promo code. Let them know that we sent you. Well, like I said, LOFA, we're champs, buddy. How's it feel? It's, man, it's great to win. Anytime you can win a division, man, that's that's what your first goal is in, in route to the playoffs and a championship run. So uh, fifth one in 11 years, first one since I think 16. And um, yeah, it just shows you how hard it is. You know, we've gone to the playoffs all but one year the last uh, few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we haven't won the division, right? The the Rams, the Niners. Um, so it's it's been one of the most competitive divisions, and it's it's awesome to be back on top. Yeah. Plus, dude, I love hanging a banner in the rafters. Who doesn't? You know, that that is one of the coolest things I think when fans get to go to the facility, mm-hmm. uh, the VMAC, up there in the in the indoor facility is just all the banners that are hanging, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. It's uh, I don't know, and it, yeah. I'm just, I'm pumped, dude. I'm excited. I mean, the, the game was a little frustrating, though, I have to say. But what game of theirs hasn't been a little bit frustrating <laughs> this year? Uh, it was a kind of a clunky game by the offense, especially early on. But our defense, which, you know, early in the season looked like it was going to be a liability. Look, let's be honest about it. They were on pace to be a historically bad defense this season. But they have really turned it around. And... You know, I that they're the reason that we won the division this year, and they're definitely the reason we won this Rams game. Yeah, we've been trending in the right direction for the, the last several weeks since the acquisition of Dunlap. I mean, it's been a totally different defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Reed has came out of nowhere. That guy is unbelievable. I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, you know, Diggs continuing his streak of interceptions. It's incredible. And Jamal, All right? Can't can't say enough good things about that guy. Um, he just he plays on a different level than uh, than in many guys we've seen, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, look, like I said, the offense was sputtering. We didn't weren't really getting anything going. Um, it was six to three late in the second quarter. By the way, I think I nailed a prediction again. I said on the podcast last week that this was going to be a weird, clunky, weird score, like you know, nine to twelve or whatever, and that held up most of the way through the game. Um, but anyway, it was six to three Rams. They're driving again late in the second quarter, and I don't know what Jared Goff was looking at on on this play, but I mean, he threw a weird ball, and Quandre Diggs was right there, and I feel like that that play really gave us the momentum, uh, you know going through for the rest of the game like it because if they score there I mean we weren't doing anything on offense at that point yeah um I have no idea what he was looking at (laughs) I mean (laughs) I think did you see when they cut to the sideline and he was looking at like the replay and he was like oh my god (laughs) what what did I Uh, do I mean there was Bobby KJ 
you know, KJ jumped because he was like, is that coming like towards us? <laughs> and I think might have been Higby. And then there was nobody but mm-hmm. Dix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's always in the right place. You know, it's a great job by, by Diggs making that scoop. You know, it's not easy when you're going to the ground. Yeah, man. But that that changed. It did definitely change the momentum because they were driving the last couple drives, you know, um, uh, the Rams were. And that was a, a pretty impressive drive they put together. Yeah. And so luckily we uh, we won the turnover battle, which is is very key to our success this season. And, uh, and that was big, big time play. Yeah, man. He's our Pro Bowl safety who can catch. <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to bring it up. <laughs> Throwing a little shade yeah. at Jamal. Listen, I love Jamal, but hey, man, he's had a couple picks right in his hands this year. One right in his stomach a couple games ago. I One just, hit him in the chest. Look, yeah. he's so good and he's so confident <laughs> and everything, and uh, he doesn't care what I say, and I'm j- completely, obviously, kidding. Uh, he didn't drop that stogie behind you. <laughs> no, man, he's able to light that victory cigar. Uh, but yeah, sweet for Quandre to get that pick there. And then, you know, it's six to six at halftime. It's it's kind of an ugly game. Um, but, you know, the Seahawks come out in the second half They 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 made some adjustments at halftime. Um, Russell Wilson. I mean, I don't I don't really know what's going on with him, man. I mean, uh, a lot of incompletions uncharacteristically, those deep balls don't really seem to be there like they were midway through the season. You know, I mean, the ones where like the moon ball shot that became you know, everything that the media was talking about, they're just not getting completed right now. Uh, the first big play of the game on offense came when he rolls out and throws it down to David Moore, who, I mean, is just making these circus catches look regular, isn't he? Yeah, it's incredible. He, I didn't even think he was going to keep his feet in bounds, Mm-mm. right? And uh, on all these passes these, this year, I, the guy just needs a chance, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Throw it totally. Up, he comes down with it somehow. Well, I was nervous, man, on that play because it's third down. Like I said, Russ rolls out. He's got tons of room in front of him, and I'm kind of just yelling, run it at that point because we're, you know, everything was coming so hard on offense that I just wanted a first down. And when he, I mean, he flicked his wrist and put that thing out there. I saw David Moore was covered. I was like, oh, man, here comes another incompletion. But, hey, he, he made that catch. I mean... That's why he makes the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. The big decisions. Yeah. I mean, and he, you know, he had 20 yards to run. Even the announcer, uh, they were talking about it. You, you would assume he would pick it up because things weren't in rhythm. Things weren't, you know, clicking right then. So, um, but that's, you know, the confidence the guy has. Yeah. He's the beast. What, what do you, what do you see with Russ? Cause man, Seahawks nation on Twitter, people online, people, people are talking about it. Like, is it are the Rams just doing something on defense during this game, or is is there something with our game plan? Is it is it play calling offensively? Like what is going on with? I mean, he's taking taking sacks when it looks like he could get rid of the ball. You know, he's doing that pump fake thing, which we see from him from time to time. But what's up? Yeah, you got to give the credit to the Rams. That's why they're a top ranked defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because their their offense wasn't getting anything going really either, and mm-hmm. you know, they it was a good old fashioned NFC West uh, slobber knocker, <laughs> as you like to say. Yeah. Um, but you know what's going on with Russ? I think, you know, I I know there's no one studies harder than he does, and um, so I, I don't think it's a matter of the preparation or the game plan. It's just, you know, for as unbelievable awesome as he was like the first 
five, six weeks, yeah. you know, come back down to earth a little bit. It's natural. It's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Um, and we get spoiled but, too, as fans. With and that, well, yeah, what was it? Three or four weeks ago, no one was even talking about his four touchdown performance. It's like, <laughs> Hey, but what's going on with that offense It's like, damn, you know, I don't know for me. I'm just like, yeah, the guy just threw four touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, it's a little, it's, it's so, kind of savage. I know it's not as smooth as it's looked and as easy as it's looked in the past. And, you know, some of that's the credit to the defense, but um, I think, you know, they're mixing it up on them. There, there was only, only one I saw was a third and, or a second and no, it was third and four. And they motion locking in for that little pick route. And he was wide open and that's just like, yo, you give it to him now. And usually you run a spot with him and a sale concept. So that seven route, that corner, even you know, flinches that he's going to like jump that spot. That's a, that's a 20 yard route that, you know, Metcalf or whoever more could turn into, you know, 60 yards. He could outrun the defense. So I understand wanting to take that shot. I'm not saying that's what he was doing in his progression, but that was the one that I thought like, Hey, just get rid of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Get. And then he ended up taking a sack on that play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that puts us into a third and long. Yeah, look, hey, we win the division. There's lots of positives here, but the one negative would be, I mean, Russell took uh, five to five or six sacks uh, on the game, and so that that still is an area which we need improvement on. Absolutely, uh, but again, you know, we are talking about the all-time winningest quarterback in his first nine years. Yeah, just want to bring that up. I'm glad to, to you, all the people that say. I'm what's glad going you do, man. Keep it real. Keep it real for us. I love it. <laughs> Uh, look, man, for me, this game came down to this sequence in the third quarter, towards the end of the third quarter. How freaking awesome was that goal line stand by our defense? It was beautiful, man. That's everything you want to, you know, see, um, your back is literally against the wall mm-hmm. and you cannot, you cannot let up a score. And, uh, man, Jamal from Jamal chasing down Henderson which how do you catch Henderson's fast that I don't know how Jamal routinely catches these guys dude that play was incredible I mean I first of all I thought maybe he'd get called for offsides he was back there so fast in their backfield um but you know he he wasn't and and (laughs) he he goes all the way around their entire offense on the backside and is able to trip the the guy up I mean he gets Look, he gets the first down on the play, which sets up the first and goal and then leads to the amazing goal line stand. But if Jamal doesn't make that play, you don't even get that goal line stand. It was it was absolutely just incredible effort, play, whatever you want to say. It was amazing. Yeah. And then you go to the, you know, that fourth and one or the fourth and goal where they need it. And KJ Wright just manhandles Higby. And yeah. he just walks him into the backfield. And I think that's Jamal kicking the shit out of the other tight end too. Like <laughs> it was just a bloodbath down there, dude. And I would not want to be in that meeting room. Three. Well, they had four, well, four plays from like inside the two to get it in there. And, and we hold firm and don't get it in. Can I say too quick, I got a bone to pick with the entire Fox network and Fox sports. I felt like during that game, there was several plays that I needed another look at or a replay to go a little bit longer or something like that. And they wouldn't like, okay, on the, on the play with golf, on the play with golf, there on the goal line, 
They the ball is definitely out, and they're out. saying there's no clear recovery. Yet Fox isn't showing us who gets out of the pile with the ball. Do we even know at this point? I who, think I just heard did? Troy and them just saying, "Oh, and then it just goes, you know, into the abyss or the black hole. We can't find it. We didn't get. The, I don't think we got the view. Well, <laughs> well, somebody came out of there with the ball eventually, but we never, even in the live moment, we never saw who gets up with the ball. They go to commercial, and all I was asking for on the couch was like, "Can you just show us who stood up with the ball?" And they never did. Fumble recoveries have pissed me off for and they always will for from the beginning of time it's because you know the reason they dogpile is to find out who has it right so when we peel all the bodies up they make such quick quick judgment calls like oh yeah you know it's third down or fourth down offense and somebody on the other team comes out with the ball yeah you know yeah and so like i was just like well why are we i mean why are we even going through the scrum and well, the dog pile. And I'm sure you could speak to because we hear announcers talking about it all the time. You hear you hear them say like, "Oh, and you you know, a lot of craziness happens in those piles." Lofa Tatupu, what actually does happen in those piles? I mean, you don't want to know, man. <laughs> oh, is it is it really as bad as they days. allude to? I mean, you better you you better protect the ball and your balls. Oh no. Is, what I'll say. Oh no. <laughs> oh. I tell, yeah. I mean, fingers get fingers get bent backwards. Oh. Crotches get hit. It it gets ugly, man. Oh man. Well, um, that looked like an ugly speaking one. Speaking there was there was a fumble. There was a fumble that you weren't too excited about in that game, though, wasn't there? Oh, you want to start right now? Wait, 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 hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold that thought. Hold that thought. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if you're ready for that. Well, wait, just just one second, because you, you brought him up and we need to convene our weekly meeting of the KJ Wright fan club really quickly, because, dude, KJ having a season like you, you brought him up there on the goal line stand. He had another play on a screen pass where like like we were talking about last week, where it's not going to show up in the stat column. He just takes his guy and 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 pushes his guy into the play and blows up the play he doesn't end up making the tackle or anything but his well, contribution his, is the thing that ruins the play for them he's doing it all the time and before the game he w- he was given the Steve Largent award he was this year's recipient well deserving of it very and cool. you know I love KJ Wright and I know you do too he 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 got he should have got credit for the tackle because he, mm. he took the tight end and made the tackle with his back. Yeah. Like he just threw him like a tackling dummy or a pad into he like hit Henderson with his guy. Like take that. Yeah. And, man. but I mean, you know, he had a, a deflection. You used to talk about the screen. He had a deflection early on um, that followed, I think it was the second series. He had two tackles in that series and a deflection. It was like the KJ Wright show. Yeah. And you know, it could be him just being pissed off about being left off the pro bowl again. And I understand the stats weren't crazy, right? The tackles weren't – it's it's last thing he had. But, again, this is a guy we talked about last year, career high in tackles and interceptions, and still got left off the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Like, And so I even texted him last night because I had to, man. It's just like – I know I know you haven't gotten the credit you deserve, kid, but I just love watching you play. I mean, he is a football player. Yeah. And, and, um, and like I said, it's – I play with a lot of guys. You know, Leroy Hill. Um, Julian Peterson, I play with some phenomenal athletes and guys that can play, you know, at the Pro Bowl level. KJ is one of the most underrated. I'm talking, he can play all three positions. He can play all three well. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the 10th year, they just move him over to Sam. And like, not, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's in year 10. Like he should know the playbook. Yeah. But playing it is a totally different thing. Like I know, I know the Mike, I know the will, and I know the Sam, I know what they have to do. I'm not going to tell you that I could get all done equally like, like KJ can. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll never have enough good things to say about that guy. You know, Steve Largent recipient for a reason and uh, on and off the field. You want to move to that play that you were talking about though? The one that I have a problem with the, the referee that I, I for, dude, Gerald Everett, he put that ball on the ground and it was maybe could have gone down as one of the most bonehead plays in sports history. That is absolutely a fumble. That is absolutely the Seahawks football. The referees, I think, they were just so confused by what the guy did that they didn't know what to call. They said he's giving himself up. What part of just placing the ball on the ground for the other team is giving yourself up? I've never seen it happen before. How did you see that play? Well, when he got up, it looked like I thought he was going to get up and run. It looked and like he was trying to. Yeah. But so, but right before the play, I saw them go, this is their little, uh, hurry up offense. They do right? like a traveling motion. Like, yeah. like if a ref was calling traveling they were in the NBA, gesturing for like a travel. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Dante Culpepper. <laughs> uh, so that indicates hurry up tempo. And I could see how, you know, well, I thought what was comical because I knew they were going to give him the ball back. But Sean McVay gets penalized 15 yards, and so it goes down as like net negative two or something. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sets up <laughs> like first a, down. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. First down, two yards further back. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, that is – it was frustrating, you know, at the time because it's like, okay, you got you to gotta tell the ref ahead of time that, hey, we're going to give ourselves up, like, you know. So well, that's that's why Sean McVay was running out there. Well, my question is for my question for the league office, okay, is what part of the play is the giving himself up part? Because Gerald Everett, he catches the ball, he's already kind of like on his knees when he catches it, right? And nobody touches him. Nobody on the Seahawks touch him. He catches the ball on his knees, but this isn't college, okay? And then he gets up, turns upfield, places the ball down on the ground with his hand uh, you know, and 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 runs away from it, and the Seahawks run over it and pick it up, and and so are they saying he's giving himself up on the catch, or are they saying the act of placing the ball on the ground is you, giving yourself when you up? Put, when you mark spot the ball, that's what he was doing. Well, and uh, so then I was, yeah, oh. the way it looked. Go ahead. <laughs> well, so then here's my question for you. Okay, here's my counterpoint to that. How many times in this league have we seen? a guy running wide open down the field. He's broken away from everybody and he's about to cross the goal line when he drops the ball a fraction of an inch before the goal line. And, and it, like a bonehead, you know, we've seen this play a, a couple times. Okay. I think even DK had this happen to him and they rule that a fumble. Well, how come that isn't just the player giving himself up and we give the ball back to the offense on the one yard line? No, those are called fumbles. But here's Gerald Everett deciding to put the ball on the ground, and oh, all of a sudden that's fair game. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, I think when you flip it backwards, that's which is what's happened with a lot of those. When you leave it behind you, mm-hmm. that's a that's a fumble. Uh, yeah. But actually placing it on the ground is you know like a referee would actually like putting it down. Yeah, 
But I mean, that's tough because yeah, if I'm Diggs or Jamal and I'm coming, like you think Cam Chancellor's pulling up? No. And letting that guy like place that ball down. I mean, it is going to be one of the most hellacious hits you've ever seen. And so I was waiting to see like, oh, someone going to smoke this dude? I think Gerald Everett thought for a second that he was in college or something. I mean, I'm telling you, I think it was just a lapse by him. I don't think he I don't think he was aware that the act of placing the ball down like that is giving himself up and that's what he should be doing. I think he either thought he was down because he was already on his knees, which in the heat of the moment is totally understandable that he would just kind of have that that momentary like whoopsie moment. Um or uh, he thought he was touched somehow by because Bobby Wagner was streaking right past him as he caught it. And maybe he thought, you know, Bobby reached out and touched him or something. But yeah, either way, man, that was a weird play. And I think they got it wrong on that. I, I, I was excited to see that on the not top 10 forever. I was very excited, that, you know, when they originally called it a fumble, but then, you know, they, they overruled it. It was just a weird sequence, but it was definitely uh I, Tough to watch. I, dude, I was going to mark that up there with Chris Weber calling timeout. And, you know, we've seen these kinds of plays before. It's, I mean, there's a lot going on. He gets up. Everybody's yelling, hey, spot the ball. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, usually when you're in that two-minute mode, you you hand it to the center. Yeah. And the center, you know, sets the line of scrimmage. The ref comes up, grabs it, puts it down. But he just, you know, put it on the ground. Yeah. So, like, in practice, that's what they'll do. They'll run and, you know – put the ball down on the nearest hash. But um Well, and did you see our guy Russ on the sideline? I mean, he's yelling at the ref over there, which and more animated than Russ usually is, by the way, at going after the ref. I don't, I think Ruff, Russ is on my side on this one. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved the fumble, but shit happens, man. What else we got to talk about? <laughs> well, I'm just going to go back to the offense and just ask you straight up, man. Going into the playoffs here, how concerned should we be about this offense? We shouldn't, because defense wins championships, my friend. That's why you're the best co-host in the world. That's a great line. I mean, we so we won the division, right? It's, it's clinched. Yeah, it's over. It's a lock. I would rest Carson next week. Wow. And give him 30 carries every game. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, like just like we did with the Beast back in the day. It's like, mm-hmm. all right. Here you go, man. I just so excited. I don't even want him to suit. I don't want him to practice all week. I don't <laughs> want him to. I don't even want to go to, to, to is it in San Fran? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even want him to go to San Fran. Oh, wow. Leave him, home, leave him home. Let him get hydrated. Yeah. And get ready to get all the carries that we used to get Marshawn. And yeah. I'm telling you, it's going to be Super Bowl. What about some other guys? You want to see a, a Geno Smith start? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. You know, give give Russ some time off. Give uh I want to see Penny. Penny looked good. Yeah, he, he looked did. quick. Mm-hmm. He did. Right? Yeah. And uh so as long as he's feeling good, mm-hmm. I want to see more of him. And um because according to the coaches and the media, they they said that that Pete and some have said that Penny is the most explosive, which I don't know. Maybe he's had a hell of a rehab, but Chris Carson looks pretty damn explosive to me. Yeah. Uh you know, but he's saying that out of the three, um, that, that Penny is the most explosive. Wow. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I, there's still I an outside rest. shot for number one seed, though. There's still an outside shot. You know, if Green Bay ends up losing, if uh, the Saints end up losing, there's a chance. Green Bay is playing the Bears, who have been surging lately and playing some good football. 
And then uh, uh, New Orleans is playing Carolina, which that's a big rivalry there. And Carolina beat Washington this last week, which, you know, I mean, it's it's Washington. But Carolina's been playing good football all year, actually. They've been in almost all the games they've been playing. They just don't end up on the on the W side of the column there. But so, I mean, you know, the first seed is still in play. But here's the thing, like without any fans in the stands and stuff, how much does home field advantage really matter during the playoffs? I think. The number one seed, the biggest advantage there is obviously the buy that you get that comes with it rather than, you know, the home field advantage. And, dude, there's a chance we see these Rams again right away in the playoffs, and it looks like they might not even have Jared Goff. He might have broken his thumb when he smashed it on. uh, I can't remember whose helmet he bashed it on, but it looks like that thumb might be worse than anyone thought. And, um, you know, their quarterback is Jake Walford out of Wake Forest. Awesome. I don't know. I'm just worried about Cam Akers. Like, is that guy going to be back? Right. Right. That's a difference maker. Um, and yeah, the Rams, like they've always been tough. Even that game yesterday, you know, until that last score, I think we all kind of had a, you know, sigh of relief at that last score, the last touchdown that, that rushed through that you were, you know, so excited about. <laughs> okay. Let me just tell everybody. I text Lofa. I go, Hey, big time throw there. Just meaning like, I'm glad we scored so I can take a deep breath. And Lofa texts back, he was wide open. That's not a, whatever. Not a big time throw. Like, meh. you were like, meh. Yeah, you text back, meh, M-E-H. And then you te- te- text it, he was wide open. And I was like, dude, I didn't mean, <clears throat> I didn't mean it was like the greatest throw of all time. I'm just saying thank you for scoring a touchdown rather than kicking a field goal. Cause if we kick a field goal there, we're only up by seven. I think I texted back something about, I don't know. KJ Wright would have stopped them anyways, which it didn't make sense. The text, but you know, you know what I meant? <laughs> hey, uh, let's check in on our guy was zone. wide open. Let's check in on our zone in players, uh, that we picked for this game. Lofa, you had had us zoning in on Jamal Adams. Uh, you thought you set the over under at one and a half sacks. Jamal ended up with no sacks, which is actually surprising for him in this game. So if you took the under on the email, if you emailed us under at SeahawksPod at gmail.com, then you're in the running for the gift package from Zone In CBD. I took DJ Reed. I said he'd have two and a half pass breakups, and he didn't get on the stat sheet in that column either. So we both were under on our predictions. Um, So thanks to everyone who texted in and joined in the fun there. That's a wrap, everybody, on the Seahawks podcast for this episode. Congratulations to our NFC West champion, Seahawks. Man, let's break it down, Lofa. What do you want to break it down to this week? Division champs, man. It's been been since 2016, since we had our last, put our last banner up uh, in the VMAC, in the, well, C-Link, now it's Lumen. We're going to get a new banner. That's exciting, man. That yeah. That's awesome. So division champs on three, brother. All right. Put your hand up. Put them up. Division champs on three. One, two, three. Division, division champs. champs. Nice. Yeah, you're definitely on delay over there. It's <laughs> It's going to be fine when in the edit. I promise. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.